Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So you're getting personal questions? Can we answer those? <laughs> dude, let's fucking answer those, dude. Eight inches. <laughs> That's what you took last Next night? Next question. <laughs> Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals. They're about to make that very clear. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Walking Blind podcast. I'm Mike. That is Mike as well. This is episode 65, and we have a very special guest. We have our boy Andrew from Share the Backline. Golf clap, everybody. What an intro! Uh, Podcaster, (laughs) influencer, Twitch streamer, Taco Bell aficionado, you know, all the above. (laughs) Wow, already, dude. Already, like 30 seconds in. I, I feel like a lot of people, one, were waiting for this episode, and two, thought that we were just gonna get on the episode and just shit on each other for... An hour about Taco Bell and Del Taco. I mean, and the reality is, we will. (laughs) (laughs) We we absolutely could. Buckle up. Yeah, but buckle up. Get your refried beans ready. Your real refried beans that are slow cooked. This beef is about to get seasoned. (laughs) Not not your flakes. (laughs) Oh man! Well, welcome, welcome to the uh, welcome to the studio, man. Uh, It's it's not as big as it looks on camera. Oh, dude, it's the story of my life. Got one of those crazy lenses. I don't know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about MySpace angles a little bit earlier. You know, yeah. it's uh, you got to do it, man. I mean, MySpace needs to make a comeback, and it starts with the angles. You know, <laughs> like once we start putting the angles out there, you know, it's it's gonna come back, dude. The, the, I believe in it. The thing is, though, if they bring MySpace back, like I feel like I like I had anxiety then. I'm gonna have even more anxiety now about my top eight, right? Like, uh, who yeah. do I put? In the top eight. So it's got to be like the podcast, the band, 
and then just like one or two people that I see regularly, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's gonna bring hate, dude. Well, gonna bring hate. Yeah, I got a really questions like, is my wife gonna be in my top eight this time? Yeah, <laughs> did, did she make it? <laughs> it's so, it can be so petty so quickly. Like, you have some, Martin, like a little disagreement or someone is like <laughs> off the eight. Martin's top eight, just all his bands. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh man! I, I think there was a, a time where you could like randomize your top eight, so, yeah. So you don't have to deal with that people like us. Oh, it's, it's random, you know. I didn't know that. You could you could randomize it, but then there there would always be that weird moment where somebody who you don't really fuck with but is still in your friends list like shows one. up, and you're like, oh fuck! What I <laughs> just change, <laughs> just randomize again, <laughs> randomize again. <clears throat> but uh, so so we we've had this beef going for for a few months now, I think at this point. And, um, during, during this whole back and forth, we realized that we live so close together. Yeah. It doesn't make sense that we didn't like <laughs> actually hang out. So here we are. Yeah. Uh, only I'm here. Cause, uh, you know, at the time of recording, O'Brien is still homeless. Um, my heterosexual life mate is living in the street. <laughs> And no, um, he belongs to the street. Yeah. Some, yeah. Some, there, some there's a, there's a really bad storm going around his house and like all the streets are closed. Like, even if I pull up his address on the map, it's like, uh, we can't give you directions cause the roads are closed. It's like, Oh shit. So, it's yeah. It's insane. And the fact that like, like I had snow here the other day, like, I had snow straight up, like, like the kids were in the backyard playing in the snow and that never ever happens so like we barely get ice i sent it to mike he's like no fucking way <laughs> right now dude and it was a lot of because i got snow at my house too because we're so close to each other yeah. um it was a lot of snow you know yeah it, it, yeah yeah for for a couple of hours it was just like coming down and it stayed dude it's it's crazy yeah um that was my first experience with snow too like really yeah i'll be 35 this year and i've never seen snow so Never cool. even like going up to the mountains or anything like that. I was gonna go once, and they're like, "Oh, we need chains." And my uncle's like, "No, nah, I don't have a chain." So we, <laughs> we bailed. I'm like, "Oh shit!" <clears throat> I think we went to like golf and stuff, and I was wearing thermals and shit. So, <laughs> like, like, so trying cold. to play golf and yeah, Dang. that was that was my only chance. But now it's yeah. I think this was for sure Elliot's first time seeing snow, and at first he was just like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like he's like, "What is this?" And then uh, Emily walks out and she's like, I caught some on my tongue. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's walking out there and he's like wearing rain boots and a dinosaur onesie. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We we wrap our boys up in blankets and just took them outside. My daughter's like, nah, I'm cool. I'm like, I'll, I'm stay right. I'll stay inside where it's warm. <laughs> You're like, this never happened. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. This isn't going to happen for a while. <clears throat> We're destroying your planet with global warning. <laughs> So, I'm gonna turn this into a conspiracy podcast, dude. Dude, I as much as I would love that, <laughs> Mike Mike's gonna lose his shit. <laughs> Mike doesn't know how to control himself. I've I've learned to like to to like suppress it well enough to like function in society. Yeah. So have you though? How do you feel about space? I think so. Space space is rad. Final <laughs> frontier. I think I think it's so cool that like there's this whole like we know so much about it, but we don't know shit about our own oceans. Yep. I mean that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. Like, we can see distant plants, we can go to the moon, we can all these do all these things, but we don't we don't know our oceans. Yeah, right here. Yeah, because that that's that's too hard. <laughs> that technology is too hard to to go through our own oceans. See what you did. Yeah. See what you did. 
I'm all about it, baby. I'm all about it. I actually, I read this article recently and I was going to bring it up about... Um, Water's too difficult. <laughs> about astronauts and how they shit in space, right? Mm -hmm. And how originally, like, let's say in a world where you believe that we can get to the moon, right? Of course. Um, they didn't plan for the fact that people would have to shit <laughs> on the way there, on the way back. <clears throat> so when they were basically asked, like, how do we do this? They're like, um, you bag it? So basically they would have to tape um, like bags to their ass and shit in the bag and then hurry up and tie it. Um, and then I guess apparently because of that, there's a rule where you don't eat milk duds. That Like if you are eating milk duds, you don't eat milk duds because one or two could have escaped. Nice. Um, yeah. And there, there was like something else about like how there's, since there's no gravity, there's no gravity to break it off. So when you go, it just all comes in one and you just, you know, just bag it up. Hell yeah. That's a that's a awesome submission for ratemypoo.com. <laughs> you guys remember that website? Yes. Hell yeah. Dude, uh the internet was was undefeated even back then. <laughs> yeah. Even back then when you had like ebombs world and you had like rotten.com and <laughs> all this craziness. I still remember for all you kids out there watching Two Girls One Cup <laughs> because NBR had come home from tour, right? <laughs> and they come to my apartment and I think it was it was either Martin or Rick. Somebody was like, you have to watch this. Mike was there. He witnessed this whole thing. And he just stood by <laughs> as Martin held my eyeballs open to watch this video that just ruined me for, for the rest of my life. Don't, don't watch that, guys. I, don't watch I, it. But if you can find it, I, send a link. I'll never, I'll never forget the first time that we saw it. We were with Ryan from Spokane. Mm -hmm. And he showed us. And that whole that whole that video was such a like. Like you kind of got a, a sense of your friends and like who's into what and like who can handle what, because like there was like you know it's a good barometer of like somebody's yeah, dude. Like I couldn't I couldn't watch like as soon as I realized what was happening I was like ah oh, yes. oh. and then and then uh but like dude like Williams Williams was like dying <laughs> he was like can you believe that I was like no uh, but was it for me. I went back to like making uh, South Park characters as wrestlers. Yeah. You know, or wrestling <laughs> as South Park characters. I went back to that website. Nice. Nice. <clears throat> well, uh, well, let's uh, let's jump into our uh, our mental health check. Right on. Mike? Yeah. Mental health check. It's where we like to do a check-in weekly, see where we're at mentally. And uh, that way we can kind of keep track and see if there's anything that we're doing that's helping us, any coping mechanisms, me mechanisms that we're doing. Or if we're in a funk, maybe what are we neglecting to do, or what what haven't we done? So um, who's gonna go first? Uh, you're gonna go first. I'll go first. Cause you never go first. All right, fine. Um, I'm fucking pretty good this week. Uh, gotten back into you know kind of seeing and getting shape somewhat. Um, yeah, I've had. I feel like I've been, I've been like a good kind of productive. Which has been nice, and uh, yeah, I feel like mentally I've been. It's been like a good week. I've had. I feel like I've had like a lot of opportunities to kind of chill too, which has been helpful. And uh, yeah, I think I'm doing doing pretty good. Nice, Andrew. This week sucked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <clears throat> it it's like I, I was thinking about when when you messaged me. I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to do the mental health check, like. 
dude, this week has really sucked. Like for me, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, we can get it to it later, but you know, like, like I actually suffer from depression, you know, and take medication for it and got diagnosed. It's not, I'm not just sad one day, you know? Yeah. Um, but a lot of things have, like just happened. Um, like I traded in my dream car, you know, I my, my WRX for a new truck, which is cool. I like my truck, but, uh, still it's like that, that dream you, you know, you work so hard for and it's just gone, but my family takes president over that, you know, and, and I was talking to, to O'Brien about it and it's like, everything was just thrown off schedule. I think, um, you know, it's like the routine is so different because we, we carpool to work and we'll carpool home and then he goes up the mountain. But like since Wednesday, since he hasn't been home, like we haven't done any of that. And then like no potting yesterday, like yesterday just sucked. Today was a lot better. Like, you know, just getting back on track. I started taking vitamins. That's you know? huge. <laughs> so, um, trying to get in shape for Raw's wedding and, and yeah, I mean, we're on the right track to get better. So, yeah. So, uh, what, what kind of things, it sounds like routine is like a very, like a, it is important for your mental health. It sounds like what, what else, like what are some of your, like your go-tos? Like what, what are your coping mechanisms or what's something that brings you, like back or um to be honest like it's when i'm working um you know like the routine for me is and i shouldn't call like hanging out with my kids routine you know Mm -hmm. but but that's i mean that realistically that's part of it especially you know when you have kids like that's you have time that you're spending there so so hanging out with my boys and my daughter you know like just watching you know wheels on the bus a a thousand times or something (laughs) and then um you know the whole routine of getting them to, you know, a ba- getting a bath ready. And then, you know, like I started washing dishes, you know, to help out my wife. So like I'm putting stuff away and, and then like going to edit, you know, it, it kind of sucks now because I edit so quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like, I have nothing else to do. And, you know, um, the, the whole Twitch streaming thing, like I kind of got burnt out on gaming a little bit. So it was like, plus I gave by myself. So, yeah um but yeah it's just like working and so lately it's been just trying to learn different things for to help grow the the podcast and stuff and um you know been looking at you know i talked to you about this about like reaching out to to groups and stuff and um you know um you know brian's like been pushing me towards therapy and just so afraid of that you know like um but Can, now, sorry, go ahead. Now, now it's just you know trying to stay busy, trying to stay focused, and but when you don't, when you can't pot or you know you you run out of stuff to do, it's like it's rough. So, can I ask like what what is it that like scares you about therapy? Uh, I think it's because I I grew up learning to suppress my feelings, you know. And opening up those doors that I don't want to open. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and that's what freaks me out the most. It's not like talking to, like, like even if the cameras are not rolling, like I could tell you guys my entire life story. It's, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. But like the stuff that I don't want you guys to know, it's, you know, nobody will ever know. Yeah. It's the, it's the vulnerability. Yeah. That, yeah. So like I, you know, I, uh, I had to see a psychiatrist to get evaluated, did all that stuff. 
Um, and, you know, it's been suggested. It's like, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years, you know, like I, I can manage, but there's times and like this time, like a few days this past week was just, just really rough, you know, and like, I'm glad I have people like my wife and O'Brien, you know, like yeah. to really lean on, you know, like I said, messaging Mike here, you know, I'm missing, you know, a lot, <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, I, I mean, it, we're on the right track, so it's, things are better. And, and do you feel like, um, like medication, things like that have helped you? Yes and no. Um, like when I first started taking the medication, um, I was at like 60 milligrams. Now it's 120. Okay. Um, so, you know, two blue and white pills a day, you know, keeps the headaches away, you know? <laughs> um, it, it's just a crazy story, like how I actually got diagnosed too. And um, when I don't take, like there, there'll be days where I, like I don't take it. Mm -hmm. And like the, the pain, like the only way I could describe it is like, like lightning in your head like just firing off like crazy and it sucks that's the only reason why i continue to take my pills so yeah but yeah i've, I've taken them i've been on track again o'brien is like take your pills he'll send me like the the fist emoji you know because uh like whenever we're we're mad at each other we just raise our fist <laughs> you know and then uh like if we're really mad you see the fish start to shake he's like that's how mad i am right, yeah. right now so yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll take your meds. I'm like, all right, cool. Bought a little little case, put my vitamin in my meds. So. Oh, good. So. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, at least what's cool is that it's like you have at least a support system. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, man. I've, I've seen a therapist. It's, it's, uh, it's not easy. Like, you know, as much as, you know, for what we do. And it's, it's hard because, like, every, everyone's experience is different. And it really is like, you know, I'll always be a supporter of it. And I think, cause I think it's great. I think it's just great to talk to someone in general. But, you know, you can always run into that fear of like not clicking with your therapist. And, you know, there is there is a uh, a fear of, of digging up old stuff, right? Yeah. But, something, you know what, uh, this not a, not a therapy thing, but something that was helpful for me, and I, I want to do it more, I'm just broke, <laughs> uh, is, I think, I've, we've had to have talked about it, but float tanks, dude, <laughs> I hate water, like, terrified of the ocean, don't really like pools, my friend convinced me to do a float tank, and what I loved about it, and which was, like, crazy for me, was, when I did it, I was at the tail end of school, so, probably when I was at my worst, like, mm -hmm. eating lemons, like, like, they were apples, and just kind of a mess mentally, but... Uh, being in like the, the deprivation room and, uh, floating around, like getting, just being so ridiculously comfortable, it made me, cause I thought, I, I thought it would like clear my mind. It didn't, it made me think about all my problems, mm -hmm. but because I was like so relaxed, um, and I had like total concentration, I was able to see like my issues, uh, without emotion. And so like, I was like able to like to to look at like why like what about because i was obviously happy to be done with school what about being done with school terrifies me and i was able to like see what that was and like truly like like think about it without being like overly scared overly upset overly and so that was i remember that being really helpful for me and that kind of set me right for a little bit and uh 
I've been wanting to go back, but it's just it's kind of a it's kind of pricey. Yeah. It's funny because we were laying on Williams's bed drunk, three men together, <laughs> talking about the flow tanks. And then when you told me you did it, I was like, "Fucking went without me." <laughs> <laughs> this was a long time ago, Michael. <laughs> Still haven't gone. Still haven't gone. But it's fine. It's fine. <clears throat> we should do. We have a we have a day where we go, guys. Dude, let's do it. We will film it. Floating blind or something. Do you have to get <laughs> naked? Huh? You, you do you have to get naked? Hell yeah. <laughs> like like full you're not naked? in there with you're not in there with someone else. You have your no, phone. I know, but like you like you do you? I did yeah. So yeah. how do they monitor to make sure that you're not like dying? Dead. Like, <laughs> because they they'll, they uh they check on you. I think it's like I think you have like an hour. Uh huh. And so when your time's up, like what if you die within the hour? I think. That, think, like what do you have like I think your waiver I think your waiver is like uh, <laughs> basically says like hey <laughs> I'm just I'm just afraid I'm gonna have a mental breakdown and then somebody's gonna see my dick <laughs> <laughs> and that makes it even worse that I have double anxiety well so actually so when I went there was kind of a different problem so when you're in there like uh it's it's so it's like super peaceful and you, you have the opportunity to listen to music while you're in there like you know ambient shit or like nothing and you have the option to have lights on or no lights. I went in there, no music, no lights. Like, floating in water. Like, it's crazy to me as I'm speaking this out. How fast did that hour go? Fast. Really? Fast. And so, when I did it, so I've done it twice. And the second time that I did it, I get out. And then, Wait, like. Wait, twice, Michael? They forgot. <laughs> this, they forgot. This guy. They forgot. Uh, just give a warning to my friend. So she was in there for like an hour and a half. Oh shit. Yeah. But she like she for her it was like twenty minutes basically. So yeah, no one no one's gonna walk in on you. Like you have your own like like the, the actual water the tank that you're in that I was in, like that you're floating in, it's probably the size of our of the studio. Can you get out of it at any time? Yeah. It's like you're in like you're in like two feet of water. And it's like literally the size of this room. So I, you you could float all around if you want like it's not it's not like you're in like a chamber which i'm willing to do now <laughs> i'm picturing like a fucking pod that i have yeah, to lay no, like no, this no. For like an hour they have those and i'm 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 at the point where i think i'd be willing to try that <laughs> but uh, i'm not even claustrophobic but yeah. just, uh, i was just gonna say my undiagnosed claustrophobia claustroph 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure <laughs> that's gonna come out uh, Damn, that's yeah. I gotta. We should do it. We should do a day. Would O'Brien be down? Uh, pretty sure. I mean, I can talk him into anything. We would. Uh, We would look like such a crew company. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be sick. We can. We can. When we're done, we can all sip on our teas. Be like, do you guys have the room that'll fit all of us? (laughs) (laughs) No drugs. You, you, you gotta get naked, right? I was like, oh, well, I heard the best way to enjoy music is completely naked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to our conversation before. Learned that from Puffy's manager. <laughs> <laughs> little, little quote. <laughs> the more you know, little rainbow. <clears throat> well, Michael, where, where are you at mentally? Um, I'm, I'm okay. I've been kind of, uh, kind of all over the place this week and this weekend. Um, I've been fighting to stay away from all the sick people in my house. Oh. Everybody, like Elliot was sick, then Karama got sick, then Emily got sick. I was like sleeping on the couch. I'd like come out here <laughs> and go to bed. Like I just, um, so hopefully, hopefully I'm gonna ride this. I've been doubling up on emergency, just making sure I'm not like, you know, spending too much time around them. But then when you have a three-year-old that just likes to get in your face yeah, and no just talk to you like space. right here, there's, you know, 
But <clears throat> other than that, it's been, um, I mean, good. I just kind of, uh, feel like I've just been running all over the place. Like I was at, a I was at like a cheer competition this weekend. Um, Austin, Austin's, uh, Austin's daughters are in cheer. So the whole family came down because there was a competition in Anaheim. So Sunday morning, 7am, I'm driving out to Orange County for the United Spirits Association competition. <laughs> and Rawl was like, is that why there were so many cheerleaders at Disneyland? I was like, yeah, dude, <laughs> like, that's why. Um, but it was cool. Like I, I just, you know, I just feel like I was everywhere, everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Um, like Saturday, we, me and Martin went to get dim sum. See, here's what we've learned. Here's what we've learned. Sorry, when I Perez, said, I didn't get the call either. <laughs> let's let's rewind here. Uh, Mike did get the call, <laughs> and here's what happened. Uh, Mike was like, "I got to watch my nieces until twelve thirty. Martin was going to buy a symbol, and I was like, "Well, fine. I'm just gonna get my haircut and go home." And then Martin calls me, and he's like, "Hey, you want to get food?" I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "What can we fuck with?" And I was like, "I don't know." And he was like, let's go to get dim sum. I was like, all right, cool. So we go to get dim sum. And we realized that when we, we always go to the places that Mike doesn't like to eat whenever he's not around. Because Mike's <laughs> not going to eat duck, first of all. That's not, that's not true. <laughs> you would eat roast duck? And uh, like the shrimp balls and the pork and shrimp dumplings. That sounds so good. This was really good. <laughs> anyway, so we, yeah, went and got, got dim sum and came home and. Avoided the family again. Um, yeah, I just like I just feel like what was supposed to be a very chill weekend to just relax ended up not being very chill and relaxing at all. So it's like the story of my life now. But other than that, I'm good. Um, still the same old thing. Like I'm in a routine, you know, like work, come home and work some more, do voiceover stuff, work the podcast, edit. You know, make sure Mike has everything he needs to do the reels and then <clears throat> do it all over again on Mondays. So, which by the way, I've gotten on the short game. Yeah. The shorts game. Yeah. Dude, our first short, we posted it within 20 minutes. We had a thousand views. It's crazy. I was telling Mike, dude, short form content. Yeah. yeah. Like, I even, I think I even used you guys as an example. I was yeah. like, look at, share the back lines of shorts. Like, and then look at all these. Look at all these. You know, it's too hard. <laughs> I think like, we have we have a reel on Instagram that has almost 10k now. Dang, dude, we we uh, yeah, same, same same deal. Like I posted it. I think it might have been the mental health check. I don't remember it being. Oh no, it was the no way about the shark. Yeah, the shark. Yeah, that had like like a thousand views right off the bat. I was like, what the? What, what, what are we doing? He texts me. He's like, this is the way to go. I was like, I told you. And so now I'm having to learn how to like make those edits and like. Uh, yeah, I feel like I have to edit the camera so it's like focusing on us because otherwise, the way it shows up all narrow on the screen, I yeah. like keep moving it. So. Dude, once I learned how to edit like vertical and like it was a game changer, you know. And it's like I'll edit the entire podcast as I'm editing. I'll like pick up clips and stuff. Like, yeah. Okay, we need an intro, so we'll put up. You know, I'll go use this. Like this is a funny clip. This is a funny clip. So after I'm done, like the entire pod just goes vertical. So I'm like switching between each one and what are you guys using to edit? Uh DaVinci. Okay. That makes sense. I paid for it too. You did? It's 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 worth it. Nice. Yeah. It's a one time payment, three hundred bucks or something. Shout out to DaVinci Resolve. Like if you got 
guys want to sponsor someone, you know, Black Magic <laughs> Design. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things about the ATEM that we use that I still haven't figured out uh, what to do or how to get into is that it creates a resolve file for you of your your recordings, right? So if Jesse's cuts are off, then we can go back in and edit his cuts in yeah. resolve. But I just dude, you know. editing and multicam. It's just like using a switcher. Like I'm just, you know, I can hit yeah. one, two, three. You know, same shit. Shit, yeah. we got three cameras, so I can just edit like one, two, three. If I got to stop it, extend a clip, or it's just so easy. I could geek out on this stuff all day, dude. <laughs> like, That's awesome, though. That's a good thing. We just, I, I'm gonna take Jesse's job on Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's like, it doesn't pay much. <laughs> it doesn't pay much, but you know, <clears throat> um. So uh, I kind of your family. <laughs> I kind of want to uh, wanted to know like the history behind, you know, share the backlines. Still a fairly new show, but you guys have been friends for a lot longer than that. Yeah. Um, so it, it goes back to like 2007. You know those MySpace days. Yep. Um, Was he I, in your top eight? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No. No. See, it doesn't always matter. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, never in Mike's top eight. I don't even know who was in my top. Eight. <laughs> yeah, come to think, I don't. I, don't, I know like my wife because me and my wife we've been together since two thousand six. So I know she was like top eight. It's like probably her that a band and then whatever else I was into. But um, I was engaged in two thousand six. Yes, you were. Yes, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> it always shocks him. <laughs> um. So. Like, I graduated 06, and that's when I really started, like, learning guitar and stuff. And, um, you know, I'm all self-taught. Like, I didn't really have lessons or anything. So it's just, like, reading tabs, learning different things, getting into different music. And, uh, you know, my wife, like, she introduced me to, like, a lot of the bands. I still love, like, Since It's Fail. Like, that's probably my second favorite band of all time. Um, she introduced me to them and like, I just started getting into all this music and I'm like, all right, I want like music is what I want to do with my life, you know? Yeah. So I just would practice every day. I was working at like target or something, making a couple bucks here and there. And then I ended up working for the ducks. Um, my dad was, uh, was a warehouse manager for the ducks and the angels at the same time. Uh, so like, like 2002, I went to the world series against giants, you know? Um, I went to every playoff game that year, um, except for game seven of the World Series, because my grandpa, like, bought four tickets, like, ten rows up behind third base. Fuck. Um, for the entire series, or all the playoffs. And then game seven, he sold and, like, tripled his money or some shit like that. I mean, yeah. good hustle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good hustle there. So, yeah. So, for a little while, I was an Angel fan. I'm pretty sure we're going to get into that later. Um <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, sure are <laughs> no but you know it's like just like i want to play in a band and just you know looking around i think craigslist too like hey we're looking for a guitar player and i just happened to hit up this guy um and he's like yeah we practice in almani like all right cool so i went and uh o'brien like that was the first time i met o'brien he was on the drums became friends on myspace and then um, kind of like, you know, broke apart, like, because I was, I wanted to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. So I started bands, um, played a couple shows, played a show with you, um, Coachella Weekend. Yep. 
Yeah, you're competing with uh, Rage. Yeah, when he told me that, I was like, I remember exactly what that was. <laughs> we so. got those rare rare moments that we got asked to headline chain, and it was. I mean, this is the era when like we were just playing last. Yeah, we weren't headline. We were playing last, and uh, yeah, it was when Rage and Machine had come back for the first time. Is this pre-sale days? Like, were you, were there pre-sales? Pretty sure. Yeah, I, I, we had pre-sale for sure. What was the name of that band that you played in back then? I don't, I don't even remember, man. <laughs> I don't know what band it was. I think it was the second time we played Chain. Mm. We talked about this on the the other podcast. Like, you know, people start off they'll play like house shows and stuff. Like, yeah. my first show ever was at Chain. Sick. So, and then the second one was at Chain. And it's, Your first show ever in the in a band or ever 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 ever. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So, got on that presale hustle quick. Um, no, that's like when I fell in love with NBR, you know, like like Broken Bottles was my shit, you know. <laughs> so, um, uh, so after that, like, I joined uh, October Drive. You know, you did yeah. guest vocals for October Drive, yeah. too. Dude, Mike. Yeah. Shout out to Mike Wazo, dude. And Anthony and Matt and Ray. But, um, so, like... October Drive and then uh, O'Brien joined Wolves and we kind of like just intermingled, you know, and like started jamming or playing shows together and stuff. And um, me and O'Brien would like hook or talk on Instagram, like, because we would both play Pokemon Go. <laughs> so it was like, oh, I'll, you know, switching numbers back and forth. And we'd talk then. And then he's like, oh, you know, I need a job. So luckily my place is hiring and that's it. That's all she wrote. Mm-hmm. Want to start a pod? I've been wanting to do a podcast for years. Yeah, you know, like I just never knew what I wanted it to be about. Like I always wanted to do a baseball podcast. I uh, my cousin always had the 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 idea for hot box office. Nice, but I don't smoke, so say hey, sign 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 me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was like, you know, we'll go watch a movie and then hit, we'll like pod after it so like there was always ideas but i was like never executed it and then and then like i you know brian's like yeah i mean I, i'm down i'm like cool like the day later i'm ordering all the states all the stuff like the mics and everything i'm like all right everything will be here thursday and it sit for like a month and a half or sat for like a I'm like dude i bought all this shit we got to do something yeah i spent so much money yeah. yeah and then like the first two episodes we did in our office at work and then uh, moved up the mountain. And, nice. And just like trying to try to do as much as we can to make it blow up, you know. So is you guys' gear locked away in the snow right now? Or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll text them every morning, are the roads open? Or, you know. Yeah. It's like, let's just go pick up everything because my truck's four by four. You, you know? got a truck now, man. Yeah. It's, it was crazy because... Uh, like, it, uh, my wife was cool. She's like, yeah, get what get what you want. I'm like, all right, cool. Because uh, I was going to get a Tacoma. And I'm like, nah, that's not going to fit. It's small, yeah. yeah it's not going to fit. They're cool trucks, but it's just, it's small. Fit all five of us. So, and then we just upgraded my, my boys' car seats. So those are bigger. And, you know, my daughter's still in the car seat. And then um, I just saw, like, a Silverado. I'm like, man, these are pretty inexpensive com- compared to, like, like a like a suburban or something, yeah. you know. And uh, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go look at them. Found one, and I'm like, I need four by four. Yeah. So I was talking like t- to the entire family, and they're like, 
you know, why do you need four by four? Like, what? Do you... And the like two days after it's snowing. Yeah. You know, I'm like, aren't you glad I have four by four? You know. But everybody at my house drives Subaru, so it's all wheel drive. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I try to get up there. Like I, I text him like, let's just go, dude. Let's go. And he's like, no. Like it'll be eight hours of shoveling before we can get to like the front door of my house. I'm Fuck. Like, Damn it. Damn. So I'm going to have to do like, we have one pod that nobody's ever going to hear. And um, somebody's like, oh, you should put that one out. I'm like, I'd rather drive up the side of a mountain <laughs> with no roads to pick up the stuff. And Sh- shovel for eight hours. Yeah. We have one of those. <laughs> um, yeah, we got, we got a little, uh, that's when we realized that we shouldn't be drinking on a mental health podcast when we're, uh, you know, <laughs> try to be a uh, learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it was even that we were, we were being rude to people. It was just the stories that we decided to tell. Yeah. Like at, at one point <laughs> in time, Thanksgiving. <laughs> at, yeah. At one point in time, Mike just stops talking and then he looks at me. He goes, my mom listens to this. <laughs> and I was like, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty much, well, it was the second episode of the day that we were, because we wanted to bank episodes, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't, it was a time when, like, I didn't want to drive up there every Sunday, but now it's, like, kind of, like, my routine, you know? Yeah. Um, so we're trying to bank episodes, and we were just, like, so, so low energy for the second one, and it was just, like, minutes of nothingness, you know? So it's, like, I'm never going to put... And then we said some questionable stuff to you, so... <laughs> for... Uh... It, so you, for that drive, how, how long is that commute for you to go up there? From my house to like the bottom of the mountain is legit like five minutes, and then to go up is like twenty five. Okay, so it's not too. It's bad. not too bad, but it's it it sucks when it's like, oh, you're only eight miles away, but it's like half an hour. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, like it's like being in L. A. Yeah, it's yeah. L. A. Traffic. <clears throat> That's right. Well, I have I have a couple questions. Been going to. I'm a, I'm calling this segment feeling blue. <laughs> <laughs> and as I as I was coming up with this, I was like, I really really have two baseball questions. Should I go get my angel hat? I mean, you should have worn your angel poncho. I know. You know. <laughs> I know. All right. So I, I almost brought the Bills hat, dude. I still have the Bills hat. Like, it's a sick ass hat, though. Yeah, like it's pretty sick. I wore the shirt the other day, and. My dad's like, I didn't know you were a Bills fan. I was like, eh. That's the, <laughs> yeah. I wore my Bengals hat the other day. It's a cool Bengals hat. That's a, yeah. All right. So our our buddy here is a Dodger fan. Um, who is your favorite current Dodger player and why? Kershaw. Kershaw? Kershaw's been my favorite. Kershaw is like probably my f- all-time favorite player. Not just because he's a Dodger, it's like, you know, the the work ethic that he has, you know, the he's a family man, you know, um, not super religious, but like, you know, he's he's all into his faith and stuff, and like I could respect that. Um, but just he's he's a competitor, dude, you know, and it, like it pisses me off when oh, but he sucks in playoffs. Well, you tried pitching like nine hundred innings in a season, you know, carried a t- <laughs> like that that whole stretch run between like. What was it, 2012 to like maybe 16, 17? Like Kershaw carried that team, you know? But. One of the reasons that I just had a just a hatred for the Astros 
was because when all this stuff started coming out and clearly he was one of the pitchers that was affected by the cheating I like I was like (laughs) I was like Kershaw Kershaw maybe he was that bad (laughs) maybe he's not the choke artist that we all say he is and I was so mad that the Astros made me feel empathy for the Dodgers and that I was it's hard I'm I'm a baseball fan so it's hard to not to be like the Dodgers were robbed possibly yeah. twice. Yeah. You know, well, once for sure. Two, two well, Mookie Betts just came out and said that, yeah, they, they did the same thing, yeah. you know? So it's, it, it sucks two years in a row. And no consequences. None. No consequences. Well, none for the players. Yeah. I mean. And then the, fir- <clears throat> the first suspension is freaking away from the Dodgers. What a, how, that's a worth it, though. Um, my next question is, so you can, we'll pretend that you're, you're the Dodgers GM. And you basically have this crazy deal where it's you can get any player in Major League Baseball currently to come to the Dodgers, but the only only condition is that you have to trade Kershaw. Well, and any anyone anyone current. Okay. So Trout, Stanton. As much as the gamer Kershaw is. Um. I honestly think this might be his last season, you know, signing that one-year deal. Um, he could have went to Texas for a multi-year deal. Uh, that's where he's from. Uh, but I think he's like, he'll be okay with, like, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the Angels. Go ahead and get Shohei. It's going to happen. It's going to happen at the trade deadline anyways. Think about it, dude. Uh, they're not. Gonna... I have <laughs> a lot. This, this discussion has definitely come up. Yeah. They're they're not going <clears> to <throat> extend him for if I, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. If the the if Artie Moreno would have sold the Angels, Shohei's an Angel for life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, there's 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 no way they give him what he wants. Right. And that's why the Dodgers didn't sign. You know. Uh, Dansby Swanson or, you know, um, Correa or, you know, all, Trey Turner. And now they lost their probably starting shortstop for six to eight months if he tore his ACL. We'll see. But um, they're going to have to show hey. And I think Kershaw would be like, yeah, it's the right move. Yeah. I believe Dodger Blue trade trade me. Yeah. It's, it's as much as it hurts to think about it, it's, it's a fucking great move yeah i i just hope that if they should should trade show i just hope that they gut whatever team they get like completely at least gut their farm system and take you know a starting starter or two well the thing with the dodger farm system is they're so loaded you know like everybody talks about oh their their team they bought their their championship in 2020 it's like no do you like Bellinger was homegrown. Mm-hmm. Kershaw, Seager, you know, yeah, Urias, or, or whatever. Yeah, Julio. He he's probably gone. I, I think he gets dealt. I don't think he's gonna sign the long term. He's pretty upset with, for, um, like the pitch limit and stuff. I'm turning this into a baseball podcast. You know? Hey, we're fans <laughs> of baseball. It's it's fine. <laughs> um, it's all right. We've had we've had multiple episodes where we talk about cars, so. <laughs> I'm a baseball fan. I'm not a diehard baseball fan, so you know I'm just 
It's chilling. I'm a, I'm a sports fan. Yeah. Like anything that has to do with sports, um, you know, hockey, basketball, uh, but baseball is like my number one sport. And I just, like, I could lay awake or lay down and think, like, what would have happened in 2016 when Shohei's like, I want to go to the Dodgers, you know? And they told him no because they didn't want him to hit and pitch. Oopsies. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, I became became a fan of baseball in 2002. (laughs) That's when I was able to be like, it is just a game and it's fun. Why is that? Because they won the World Series and they haven't been back since. I, uh, I my my story has a happy ending, but I I uh, when I was I was going to college and uh, this is back before TiVo and all that you know DirecTV and all that shit. So uh, if you miss the game, you miss the game. Yeah. And so I was taking a class and. I was already going to the university and I was like on academic probation because my <laughs> high school grades were insane. Um, and so I had one class, one math class in the evening and it was at like 5.30. And so playoff baseball. Yeah. So all the games are basically around that time. And so whenever the Angels had a game, I would just quietly get up and leave. <laughs> and um, I was doing it so much that eventually my teacher knew me by name. It was a big class, knew my name and called me out when I was walking out. She's like, Mr. Press, where are you going? I could have lied. You could have said anything. And I just, the angel, like what I said, I was like, I can always go back to school. Angels went, oh no, because I was like, uh, I was like, I got to go. She's like, if you leave, I will fail you. <laughs> so I kind of thought about it. I was like, I can always go back to school. Angels won't always be in the World Series. And I walked out. Nice. I got a couple scattered claps. Not from my buddy. My buddy was just like, couldn't believe it. <laughs> he's the one who told me that. He's like, yeah, yeah, like two people clap for you. I was like, yes. Sick. And uh, got kicked out of school. And didn't didn't go back until much later. And then I had to spend my own money. But it worked out. <laughs> I might agree. I saw the Angels win a World Series. And they haven't been back since. So yeah, that, that that team was stacked, too. Like Benji Molina behind the plate. Yeah. You had Darren Erstad. Troy Gloss. Troy Gloss. Yeah, I met Troy Gloss. So that was the cool thing about my dad working for the Angels is like I would go to like like weeknight week weeknight games and um like the warehouse underneath the stadium is right where the players walk to their cars. Oh cool. So like my dad's like never yeah, I was a young kid, so he's like never asked for autographs. I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, I'll just sit here. And like I would sit on like the desk holding a baseball and like all these players would just come up, you know. So I met a I met a bunch of uh bunch of cool people like uh um benji molina was really cool garrett anderson was kind of a dick uh really yeah like um i met mo vaughn sick like it, it was it's one of those like scenes out of a movie where we're walking out the door to leave and i drop my baseball and like i go turn around to pick it up and i look up and he's just standing there like like a, there's a light shining behind him you know <laughs> Um, then he signs your forehead and pushes yeah, you away. Exactly. <laughs> oh, he's a big dude. You know, uh, I don't think I've ever like publicly told this story, but I grew up going to Dodger games because we're from LA. Grew up a Dodgers fan, and I only became an Angels fan because when I moved out here and Mike convinced me to play baseball, when we would go to games, the team was always Angels games. So that was like 
for me, it was just the association of like, oh, I'm with my fucking boys. Like we're going to, you know, watch baseball games and stuff like that. And that was when I became an Angel fan. <clears throat> and then Creative Void, like Jack, the CA logo, and I got it tattooed on me. And I was like, I can't turn back now. Like, I'm, yeah, you're just, this, is, this is it for me. So as hard as it is sometimes. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was raised a Dodger fan. We were all. I remember, I remember, I like memories of like the Dodgers winning the World Series in '88, like being yeah. young, but kind of understanding like my family's excitement. And then, but we we lived in Anaheim, and so Angel Stadium was right there. And so, uh, see, we lived in Eagle Rock, we're like, right. so close. Yeah, I lived in Montebello, so like, I I was in between, literally, like Angel Stadium and Dodger Stadium. You know, it's like either way I go, I'm sitting in traffic for an hour to get to Dodger Stadium, or I'm sitting <laughs> on the yeah. five, you know, for an hour to get to Angel Stadium. But I, um, my grandpa, he had a. I think he had season tickets for the Angels. He was a he was a baseball fan. He was more of a boxing fan over anything, but he was a baseball fan, and I think they were just cheaper. So he had season tickets for the Angels, and um, yeah, when my dad started working there, you know, getting all the free swag and stuff, and yeah, I had to be an Angels fan for a little bit. And I remember one time we were at a fair, and uh, it was like, guess your your speed, like oh, pitching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like 68, so I threw it and hit 68, and I picked up a Dodger hat. I'm like, this is my team now. My dad's like, a Dodger hat? Like, I, I work for the Angels. Like, what the <laughs> So Sometimes a boy's got to go his own way, Dad. <laughs> Just walk off into the sunset. Like, you're 12. Where are you going? It's, it's funny because my dad has um, been a Braves fan now for forever because we lived in Atlanta, and they just moved back. Um, like last year, basically, just moved back out here, and um, I still, I still remember walking into his house, and he's just dodgered out. I'm like, <laughs> "What the fuck happened?" He's like, I'm "Back, I'm back home." I was like, "All right." He's like, "I don't have to pretend anymore." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "That's fair." <laughs> Freddie Freeman's here. We're good. Yeah, that's exactly that's what he said. Crazy. He's like Freddie Freeman. <laughs> like, all right. <clears throat> this is my my last baseball question, but. Uh, have you ever caught a home run ball, a foul ball, or a batting practice ball, or just had a ball thrown to you? Um, I've had a bunch of balls thrown. Pause. <laughs> wait a minute. Got him. <laughs> yeah. Next question. Next question. <laughs> no. Um, you know, because like the free tickets. You heard it here first. Yeah. The free tickets were always behind like um, the bullpens at Angel Stadium. Oh, okay. Cool. So, um, you know, being there a lot and coaches would just yeah. toss baseballs and stuff. Um, so I got a couple of those and then, um, I got a really nice, uh, signed one from Troy Gloss. It's like, uh, when, what year did he win MVP? Uh, 2000. Was it 03? It was either 03 or 02 when they won. Because uh, what year did Vlad come? He came the year after. Okay, so then Troy Gloss was MVP the year either the year before they won the World Series or the or the year they won the World Series. Well, basically, it's like Troy Gloss. It's like his signature on the sweet spot. It's like, you know, if it was O two, like O two MVP. I was like, oh, shit. So, but never caught a home run ball. Never caught a foul ball. Um, if you look up like Puig's first home run, I'm I'm like two sections down and one over. So like you could uh, see me on TV, like throwing my hands up in the air, <laughs> super close to that one. But um, yeah, never, never have I ever. Michael, you ever gotten? Yeah, I got close ball? to like a, uh, a foul ball, but that's about it. 
have my mouth open. I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> I've had, yeah, I've, I've two. So one of them, not so bad, but the other one still stings me. Uh, Angel's bullpen. And this was like, this is before they made the nice ones. Mm-hmm. So I was like high up and looking down. And so uh, it was the, I still remember it was Mike Butcher for the Angels. And he just finished, like I waited till he was done. I was I was young I was young but I I knew at least that as soon as he was done then I trained Mike you know <laughs> and he and he looked up and uh, he th- he threw the ball at me and he threw it short <laughs> he threw it short and so I'm like there's like there's no way I'm gonna catch it my brother who's like basically like he's a lot bigger and longer than I am he he reached out and he he caught it so he ended up later on giving it to me but. At the moment, I was like, "Fuck!" You're so mad. Yeah, I was like so excited, but also like really like bummed out because like I want. I can also see Mario keeping it and just being like, "Yeah." No, he he eventually he eventually gave it to me. And the second one was uh, we were at an Angel game, and my buddy who who was with me, my buddy my buddy Joe Gill, goes his his uh, his artist name is Michael. He's actually really good, but um, he he's a huge Dodger fan, hates the Angels, but we're at the game together. And this is when Tony Phillips was on the Angels. Same thing. Wait till wait till like I see the their you know balls coming in. So then I yell, Tony. And I yell and I just I think I just been so used to saying it that nothing happened. So I go and I sit down. Like I yell, sit down. And then my buddy's like, dude, Mike, he's calling, he's calling <laughs> you. So I look up and Tony's like like telling me to get yeah. up, throws me the ball. He wasn't known for his arm. Throws me the ball. <laughs> And the ball, he basically threw it to my buddy. So I'm having to like try to steal it from my friend, and my friend caught it. Oh. And he and he was just like, yeah, cool. I was like, fuck, that was my ball. <laughs> he was like, well, he threw it to me. <laughs> I was like, I, I I did that to to a kid at a Ducks game. Oh. <laughs> uh, I snaked a puck from him, like you know, because at the time I was more of a Kings fan. I still am. Yeah. But you know, just going to Ducks games and. This kid was calling out all the players, and he threw up a puck, and I'm like, "Oh, it's coming to me!" So I'm like, "I'm keeping this shit." Like, yeah. I have like thousands at home. Well, not that. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. But a bunch at home, broken sticks and helmets and skates and stuff like just people. Oh, so cool. Yeah, dude. I mean, I've always you know ducks are <coughs> ducks have always been fine. Everyone always assumes I'm a ducks fan because I'm an angel fan. But man, I've been I'm a king. I've been a Kings fan since '93. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was raised a Kings fan. My dad's still a huge Kings fan. Um, I got to work the Stanley Cup. Oh um, shit. Wait for the Ducks or Kings? For the Ducks <coughs> in 07. So we had a, a stand outside. Because um, I would go work for the Ducks 
um, in the warehouse, like with my dad. Game days were there until at nine o'clock in the morning. We're there until like two o'clock in the evening. So like, you know, just being there every day, knowing everybody, they like, all right, you're getting your own stand outside. So like during the Stanley cup, I'm, we're basically just sitting outside. Like, um, it wasn't until like before the game or after like the rush, Mm -hmm. but, um, I still remember like when they won, I had to be escorted by like four, um, like retired sheriffs because I was holding like almost a hundred grand in cash. Holy shit. Like it, it, that was insane. So, but I, I can say like, I've been to a world series. I've been to a Stanley cup. Which is tight. Yeah. Yeah. So sick. My, did you have Mr. Man cars? No, no. He was, he was uh, the dad of one of my, one of my buddies growing up and he worked for the ducks as well. I forget what he did, but um, but he got his a picture holding the cup on on the ice. Nice, that's rad. Yeah, my my dad's worked some like crazy <clears throat> jobs. Um, like I now it's like I, t- I tell everybody, oh, he used to work for Giant. Yeah, you know, Giant would print like all the old bands in the nineties. Like if you had a a shirt, it was printed from Giant. Yeah, that's fucking sick. So, like, I see all these people posting like vintage shirts. I'm like, dude, I had like boxes of yeah. those, you know. And then uh, those laying around. So the company you went to work for that had the contract for the Ducks and the Angels, they also had Super Bowl. So he would fly around to like do Super Bowl, um, um, like work the entire week, and he did like motocross. And then uh, when I started working with him, they were doing uh, Golden Boy boxing. Oh, oh shit! Cool. Okay. So I was at the first two Canelo uh, Triple G fights. Um, Fuck. That's what I I met like I didn't meet him, but like he walked like literally like a foot in that's front medium, of me. That's medium. LeBron, like I still have a picture oh, of it. No um, Usher, like uh, Javale McGee. Like I I just remember like looking up and I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, dude! Like, isn't it insane that he's that tall and, and he has hops? Yeah. Dude, you know, super tall as Usher. Like, I always pictured him being super short. He's he's pretty tall. Um, you know, I'm not a short guy either, but, like, I was like, oh, shit, okay. But, yeah, um, went to, I worked the two, like, Canelo uh, Triple G fights. I worked uh, when he fought, um, what's his face? Uh, I don't remember. But, yeah, dude, like, going to Vegas for a week and a half, two weeks, like, just working those fights and seeing, like, I've seen different people, you know, like, bootleggers and stuff, like, just jacking all their shit because <laughs> we're trying to make money there. Oh, like Mike, like Mike did? <laughs> With his Kobe shirts? Yeah. I was so, I went to the first Staples Center's game, Staples Center game after Kobe's death. Oh, shit. And so, I, uh... We're walking to the game, and I just see like scalpers, like like merch scalpers, all Kobe gear, right? And so like as I'm walking by him, I'm just like, dude, fuck these people, man! They're capitalizing on his death, and the, I like those shirts are probably like like a dollar to make, and they're gonna sell them for like forty, fifty bucks because they can. I was like hating on it, and then after the game, we leave, and uh, and then like walking by the same people, and I'm already judging, and they're like. Two for twenty. I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, <laughs> yeah, I have a large. I'm large. I take, I take a take a. I'll take two. I'll take two. Uh, you know, it's just uh, the company was 
was like putting an end to all those scalpers, you know, because they, they want to get there. So, yeah. so yeah. we ended up with like a palette full of like scalped uh, shirts and stuff. <laughs> I came back, I'm giving them to family members oh, and yeah. stuff, you know. It's like, yeah, Sick. You know? <clears throat> but, you should do a sports podcast, man. I, I would love to. Um, Power take. I will. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we we talked do, about it a little do bit. It, mm-hmm. Do it right here. Do it right here. Power take. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, no, like just like like I said, I'll nerd out on gear, dude. It's like anything sports related. I'm, I'm all about it, you know. Yeah. And um, like right now, I'm super excited because uh, my brother started playing high school baseball finally. Yeah. Like That's I've been so waiting cool. for this moment for fucking twelve years. Where's he go to school? Montebello. Sick. Okay. He's a freshman starting catcher, um, and just fucking cannon for an arm, dude. Hell like yeah. uh, like those websites, like Max Prep and stuff. They got him thrown in like the mid eighties, dude. So, yeah. dude, let, if it, when, let us know when he has a game. I'll go. Let's dude, weird. fuck yeah, I'll go. <laughs> no shit. Uh, I'll be weird. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, I'm like I gotta take a day off, you know, to go to his games. His like home opener, like um. They played in the Allmont League. So the home opener was supposed to be Monday, but because of all the rain mm-hmm. and stuff, it's getting pushed back. So I gotta I gotta figure out when that's when that's going. But yeah, dude, he's a freshman. He got that hair going and stuff, dude. You know, so <laughs> Does he does he wear the old school mask or does he wear the hockey mask? He wears a hockey mask. He he's mm-hmm. he's always wanted the old school mask. It's just like, you know, like little league it wasn't approved. I don't yeah. know about high school and stuff. It's all it all has to be approved, so and they bought the gear for him, so not uh, complaining. Yeah, I was, I'm, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch. I'm not the one. I'm not the one catching when I coached, but like, I hated the hockey mask when they break so easy. Yeah, it's like you're, you're meant to throw them. It's like, why are you designing them to break then? When are, are they designed to break a certain way? I mean, I just feel like they always break in the same spot. It's always like the the, the straps in the. Oh, sorry, the straps in the back. Yeah. When hockey masks start, first started getting popular, like in the mid '90s, like you know, I was a catcher for many years, and my dad bought me one. And at the time, they were like three, four hundred dollars. My grandpa was backing up a truck and ran over my bag and <laughs> oh, shattered the mask. Fuck! fuck. Was so sad. how mad was your dad? <laughs> I don't know, he was probably pretty pissed off. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm just a. Uh... Just a couple questions here, but um, this one, this is also for you, Michael. You can also answer this. Yes, we can all answer this one. So, if you could have anyone come on your podcast, who would it be? Like anyone in the world. Oh. And what would be the first? Or if you only had one question to ask them, what would it be? So, who would you have? And then what was the one? What's the one question you would ask them? Oh, that's tough. Anyone in the world, anyone and then you in just the world. As I'm saying this, I just realized I haven't even thought about this question. <laughs> this is, it's it's so. well, it's tough because like our focus has mostly been like kind of like you know punk and hardcore and mental health, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you broaden the fucking topic and just say like anybody on the planet, um, <clears throat> it's tough. They have to be alive. Yeah. Dude, there's so many ways you can go with this. Yeah. Like you can go like. Do I want to have somebody on where I can promote my shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, or do I want somebody that's going to get like a lot of clicks? 
Hmm. I think, uh, I mean, if we're going to go, if, if we're going to go like legend status, I'm going to go Michael. I'm going to go Jordan. Because um, if they have to be alive. Um, mostly because I hear he's an asshole. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting to get him on a podcast. Uh, and if you only had one question, what would you ask him? Flu game, is it true? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you think that pizza was really was really tampered with? <clears throat> um, I'd I'd have to ask him something about the sneaker deal, like what what's the real story behind why you like the the true genuine story why you decided to go with, with Nike instead of Adidas? Is it there a movie coming out about that? Yeah, yeah but I mean, I don't, it's based on yeah. you know yeah. true events. But <clears throat> Ben Affleck, man, he's been waiting to make this movie since '96. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it, it all depends, you know, um, like I said, if I'm going to promote, like, my podcast, like, you know, uh, Share the Backline has one guest on, one question, it's like, I'm bringing on Joe Rogan, it's like, hey, can you plug my podcast? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, something like that, or um, if I want to, like, you know, fanboy out or something, like somebody that, like, buddy from Census Fail, you know, like. Or James from Metallica, like, oh, like, like you know, just have them on and just ask them, like, you know, how how you doing, you know? Yeah. Like I, I feel that's something I did when whenever I would meet somebody like an idol or something. It's like I never like oh, like, eventually I get to that point where I'm fat, fan fan girling out, mm-hmm. but it's like you know how you doing? Like I, I'm pretty sure they don't get that a lot, you know. So it's like how how are things? Just keep it simple. Yeah. It's like, oh, things are good. Bye. (laughs) Clickbait, dude. I don't know. I feel like mine. I don't know. I feel like either like Zach LaRocha from Raging Against Machine, but I don't know what I would ask him. Fucking. I I think I would pull uh, Kevin Eastman on, talk Ninja Turtles, and uh, and and ask about what that process was of selling off Ninja Turtles mm. and then now coming back to like writing the comic books again and you know doing all that shit saying that I think I'd want to have Kevin Feige ooh that'd be a good one and ask him just do you really have a plan <laughs> for all this or are we wasting our time <laughs> <laughs> what uh, okay uh That'll be a good one. Kevin Feige. It's like, how are you going to destroy DC? <laughs> Dude. Okay, so this is this is kind of an interesting one, not knowing about your, your therapy side of things. Uh, my question was, if you could have any fictional character and act as like a therapist and ask them questions or like want to know their psyche for something, who would it be? Fiction. Yeah, you're bringing the heat today. Yeah. So I think, uh, so I had this one I did have time to think about, so I'll, I'll go while you guys think. Mine would be Wolverine. And it'd be so fun to talk with him because I feel like I could literally talk to him forever because I could ask him about different eras. Like, you know, what were, you know, were the were the 40s really what they say? Like, you know, I don't know. You can, I could literally ask him anything. And then, depend. I, I guess he'd be in a, I don't know where he'd be as far as mentally, as far as like what he remembers. <laughs> but I'd have so many 
So many fun questions for Logan or James, however he wants to be addressed. Mine would be, contrary to popular belief, it would not be Batman. Mm. It would be Dick Grayson. To find out, one, what's it like to fucking essentially work for Batman? Because you're not really his right-hand man, but you kind of (laughs) are, but you're kind of a partner, but not really. Um, And see what that whole, like, dynamic is with the dynamic in the word dynamic duo no fuck damien (laughs) talking talking about the first robin himself man nightwing dude i'm trying to remember his name i was gonna go superhero too but i'm like nah these guys already did it um the the old man from sandlot oh oh hercules is the owner i forget his name but uh it would be pretty cool to sit down with him, you know, ask questions. Okay. Like that that's a that's an era of baseball it's like crazy shit happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, people throwing at you because of the color of your skin. It's like fuck. Yeah. I do I, I like I've over the years I've kind of like gone with that where I, I don't even really acknowledge Babe Ruth as being great. Just cause Did, the, that era of baseball though was like like people were throwing what? 60s 70s back then i mean but also like he didn't play against any african-americans any dominicans you know what i mean like yeah puerto ricans Ricans, you know japanese korean players are all great now uh you know he was hitting he was he was teeing off of like farmers and like lawyers he's hitting dingers yeah you know like i don't know i i when i when i think of like that area where there was like so much like like i i can understand the era like before we had like all like the South American countries coming in and then the Asian countries coming in. Like, um, I get, you know, but it, like, I don't know for him. I'm just like, dude, you were getting, you're getting softballed basically. Like you're getting BP practice. Yeah. Off of these nobodies. Yeah. I mean, but you know, you still got to make contact. So that's uh, like that. That just goes the steroid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm there too, man. <laughs> like Barry Bonds should be in the hall of fame. Yep. Dude, I say this all the time. So you're telling me that uh, his records aren't real. That money you were making off of him, Major League Baseball, that was pretty real. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say if you're not gonna let if you're not gonna let him back if you're not let, gonna let Barry Bonds be in the Hall of Fame, then Major League Baseball needs to give back money in some way. I don't know how. I don't know how that's worked, <laughs> but it's like that's basically I feel would be fair. Otherwise, put him in. Yeah, do do you feel like like PEDs um, really make that much of a difference? Not for someone who's already a Hall of Famer. Yeah, like yeah, like you know it. Like uh, you still have to hit a baseball. Yeah, it's still very. You still have to throw on a line. You still have to hit Mm -hmm. a baseball. Like you're, yeah. And if teams really, if teams really, uh, like you could, don't pitch to him. Yeah. Don't pitch to him. You know, if you really felt like he was cheating, or you felt like you couldn't, he was. He was, it was that much of an advantage. Don't pitch to him. And Barry Bonds face pitchers that were on PEDs. Mm-hmm. I feel like baseball is one of those sports where I don't think it matters, mm-hmm. if I'm being completely honest. Something like boxing or something like, you know. Because yeah, like physical. Harm yeah. To your... that, that's, you know. Yeah. Still got to make contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that's probably the hardest thing to do in sports. Make mm-hmm. contact with the baseball. Contact and timing. Yeah. Especially coming at you like 99 miles an hour, you know. It's fucking insane. It's terrifying. 
Jones was Mr. Myrtle. Mr. Mr. Myrtle. Myrtle. Yes, dude. Fuck, I don't think I would remember that. I wouldn't have remembered that either. <laughs> All right. Uh, what piece of advice or what's the best advice that you would give to yourself about mental health or your mental health uh, well-being that you would give yourself uh, if you were like 15? It's going to be okay. Just let it go. Like, you know, you don't got you. You don't have to bottle every emotion. You know, like um, I think that's like one trait that that I carried. You know, from like those high school years is just holding on to things. You know, and like my wife tells me all the time, it's like just let it go. You know, like like I, I never really learned how to do that. And you know, if, coming from somebody like you know older, it's like to hear that. And not like a professional, you know, like mm-hmm. just something like, it's cool, dude, just let it go. Tomorrow's a new day, you know? I think that's probably what I would tell myself. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it would be to be more present and don't disassociate. Because I would just find myself in situations where I was like stressed out and I just, okay, I'm just like, don't want to deal with this. Don't want to deal with the emotion, Don't you know, and essentially just check out. Um I think that's one of my one of my even still to this day one of my biggest problems is I can very easily just turn shit off, yeah, yeah. and then when I turn it off, it's like it sucks for the people around me because I'm just not there anymore, you know. So yeah, I think I think learning learning that I can do that and understanding it and not giving into it as much when I was younger would have been very beneficial to me and like my relationships and my you know everything essentially. I think uh, I think I would have told myself because I had guitar growing, like when I was in high school, which is very helpful for me as far as being having a, having an outlet. But just seeing as an adult, especially what singing does for me, uh, I would have I would tell myself to like I, got, I know it's awkward and you hate doing this, but like find ways to sing, which sounds crazy because I've been in a band since forever. But <laughs> I never I never sing like by myself. I never practiced. Like only time I sang was at band practice. But I think for myself, if I could just find, because I, I, I enjoy singing and it's not just like my punk rock. There's a bunch of stuff I like singing. I'd probably tell myself like, dude, you know, you like other shit. Pete, it's okay to sing that shit. Yeah. Like, you're dude, it's, it's okay. Yeah. You're <laughs> it's not, okay. You're not that punk. dude. <laughs> I will say that, that, uh, I can honestly vouch for the fact that ever since you've been like, we started the vocal lessons and things like that, your singing has gotten stronger hmm. and by that I mean like when you randomly recorded some shit in my kitchen the other day <laughs> like a week or two ago like you're not um struggling to hit notes right like you're you know where you want to go and you're oh, hitting yeah. it so that helps yeah that is it is a very helpful thing I've learned from like placement for stuff and mm-hmm. and setting up before you get to the note we miss you Michael that vocal lessons Hey man, I think my Wednesdays have started to free up. Oh, so well, every Wednesday six thirty. Um, you know, being a mental health podcast, and like when you guys write, like, do you guys check into that often, or like only? I'm asking because I started writing like lyrics. I never, you know, since I've been playing, have written started writing lyrics. 
or written lyrics, but now I started, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, you know, O'Brien, we, we want to like start, I want to do the Beatles thing where just record music, put it out and like not have to play shows and, <laughs> and kind of keep it anonymous. Well, mm-hmm. not anymore, but mm-hmm. <laughs> like just put it out, like write good shit. And, but like, I feel like, like when I'm sitting down and just like digging into like that, that one little piece back here, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, do, do you guys do that often or? Or just like, um, so it for me, it's a yes and no type thing. Um, like with the torture culture record that we put out, um, it was it was literally from a place of hey, I want to write something that's just pissed, yeah. right? And that was just, that was really the like the idea was just let's let's get angry and do something like like pissed off, heavy ass, hardcore stuff. Um, but with the creative void records, I would like, it was a lot more personal. Like there, like, yeah, a lot of it was positive because I was just trying to put myself in that mindset of like, no matter what was happening, find the positive in it. Right. Um, <clears throat> but there, there's like ton, there's tons of like, even like the corny rap stuff where like I dug deep and like, you can, you can tell, um, in some of those songs, even like recording it and like vocalizing it, like. Oh, saying this shit out loud sucks. No. You know, like it, like it's one thing to write on a piece of paper; it's another to actually like you know project it. Um, <clears throat> so like, and it and then it puts you in that scenario where you're like, do I want to be vulnerable with these people, right? Do I want to be like with people I don't even fucking know, right? Yeah, because you're letting people in. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, you know? and it's like terrifying. <laughs> it's it's so scary, but sometimes like. Sometimes I feel like you, you have to go there to get the most genuine thing. Um, like as much as I joke about like the Mikey Diamond stuff and the rap stuff, like it was fun. Uh, the reason I stopped is it stopped feeling real because I stopped going to those places. Mm-hmm. I stopped going to like, um, like shit that would hit me emotionally. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um, and then I had a conversation with my brother. So my brother and I, um, like my biological brother, same mom, different dads. Um, he's like getting, he's always rapped and done stuff like that, but now he's getting like really back into it. And we had sent a song back and forth and it was like this song about our experience with our biological mom. Um, he never knew her. I knew her for a few years, like until I was five and then she was gone. Um, whole deal. Went to prison, was gone for forever, all this shit. Um, so he wrote his verse and his verse was like, as it, as it would be like, angry right like he's mad that she was never around things like that and then mine was more like i'm already pretty laid back in general but mine was just very like hey listen like i remember all this shit i remember all this these things happening and there's still a little bit of spite in there because it's like oh you know like hey i hope you're doing good because i'm doing just fine without you Mm -hmm. right and my brother kind of messaged me back and he's like i didn't realize your experience was like that um, and we got to talking about it. He's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna change my verse. Cause I just sound like the angry kid. And I was like, don't do that. Yeah. I was like, don't That's fucking it. change it. I was like, because, because the second you change it, you're just trying to make something that you think people would want to hear. And you're not like fully giving mm. what you feel like you, this is how you felt when you recorded this, Like you shouldn't change it because you heard my verse and it was a different experience. Like the, the whole point of this is both of us experienced something completely different with the same person. It's yeah. cool. And don't fucking change it. He's like, I don't know, man. I said, I'm pissed. I'm like, don't fucking change it. I don't give a shit. Don't fucking change it. So, 
um, yeah, sometimes it's like digging deep is like, it sucks to do it and it's rough, but it's also therapeutic in a way. Cause yeah. you, you like you vocalize shit that you've had in your head for what, like 30 years, 20 years, whatever it is. And you're like, Oh fuck, I got that out. What else can I get out? Yeah. That deal? <clears throat> yeah. I, for me, I have, I have a, I have a ton of different topics that are constantly that I want, I would like to speak about shine a light on, uh, try to get a better understanding of or grasp of. So I have all these different topics. And like, for me, like I've had people ask me like, um, are you getting to the point where you're, where you're going to run out of like, like mental health things to talk about? Cause you've already talked about, you know, suicide, you talked about this and that. And I'm like, dude, I could write an entire album just on suicide. Yeah. I can write an entire album just on anxiety. I can write an entire album, whatever I want. What makes, you know, what like there's still love songs being written today. And like, for the most part, a lot of them are pretty similar, but they're all their own experiences. And a lot of them have different types of how they get to the same destination. So if I were to pick like a topic that we've, that we've discussed for no bragging on, so I'm just, I'll use that as an example. So like we have a song about like, we have a song about, you know, losing someone to suicide and on the latest, on the most recent album, the, the perspective was, uh, having a conversation with that per my friend's daughter. That's what the song is. So I've done that. You know, if I wanted to still talk about suicide again, then I can talk about it from the perspective of losing a son, losing you know, a, a wife, you know, losing, you know, I can do that. Or I can talk about, you know, what the process of like seeing someone get to that point. I can talk, uh, my point is I, I have my topic. You can hit it from so many perspectives. You can do it from personal view moments before app whatever it is you know and if you want to talk about same thing like if you want to have you know, a song about about love then <clears> same <throat> thing you can write about how it's making you feel or how you want the other person to feel or how you're hoping they feel you know there's so many I, that's what i love about that's what i love like like music and writing is you can i like to take something that's like been done before like we don't reinvent the wheel like when we write like for no, like for no ragnarok, like we, like people have talked about like intimate partner violence, like that's not new, you know, and so the perspective I did was the one I wrote on, like, so I just I I like to I, I like to have, like I I don't ever want to be like I don't want to touch that topic because it's it's been overdone because I feel like you can find a new perspective, you know that's what makes it fun find something new to write on, you know or just write what if when in doubt, like what's personal for you. What do you, when you hear the music and you have this topic in your head, what, what is your initial, like, like what's your gut telling you or what's your, what's your feeling towards that? And then just like, just like go with it, like write, you know, the beauty of writing is you can always, you can always erase it or you can always, you don't have to show if it's something you don't want to share. You don't have to show anyone. Dude, one, one thing that that's wild that, um, like it sounds so dumb, right? But I wrote like one song didn't get released but it was all the from my perspective right and i was like this is too much like i don't i don't feel comfortable putting this out and i just literally changed everything to third person yeah. i to he mm -hmm. right and then changed the the point of view of it and it like it's still the same story but it felt less like i felt way less vulnerable about the song yeah. that th when i did it that way and i was like oh okay so you're just literally telling the same story but from a different perspective and it shifts it in some weird way like that's still my story that's still what happened to me but 
at the same time, like, oh, but it, it doesn't feel as like, as like gut wrenching when it, when I'm not saying I, yeah. um, yeah, that's a very good, that's a very good tactic. That's a good way to write too, for just like people who want to just write out, like when they say journaling and stuff, mm. like I've had people that are just scared to be like, you know, this is how I feel and to write that, uh, it tell a, a good, a good, um, strategy for making it less vulnerable is write a third person or like write it from perspective of someone else. Almost like you're telling a story. Yeah, well, I'm kind of dumb, so like I can't spell, so the, like that's not enough. <laughs> just... Type it, dude. Spell yeah. check. Yeah. <laughs> type, it, type it, or or, or freaking talk into your phone or that way, yeah. and then have it, you know, dictate later. Uh, you you had said something, um, and like I had just like, like when I started this podcast, um, like that's when I finally realized uh, you had said like something along the lines of like writing for writing something that somebody wants to hear. Mm-hmm. versus writing something like i want to put out yeah you know and like me and o'brien had that long discussion like like you know what are we going to talk about it's like dude well, we could talk about whatever yeah you know we'll have a structure like yeah like we both came to the conclusion like we want to put focus on those local band heroes you know because you know you can look up to you know like i said census fail or metallica you know yeah. like you can look up to those guys but they're on a whole nother level. Like, yeah. you know, they're they're unreachable. I remember, like, you know, like, the beginning of Instagram, beginning of Twitter, like, sending a band a message, be like, hey, what's up, dudes? You know, like, yeah. I enjoy it. And then responding is like, you know, like, that made me look up to people. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, these, these guys are cool, you know? It's like, yeah. Um, so, like, when we got that done, I'm like, dude, we're, we're not going to do anything for views. I'm not going to, you know sit here and you know do the the one hour podcast like there's some stuff where we do where it's by the book only because you know like we want to make it too you know yeah but i'm not going to sit there and talk about like trending topics like shit i don't want to talk about yeah and um you know like i wish i would have realized that when i was writing music yeah you know it's like do stuff i want to do and um not trying to make it like that's why like, I always ask him every time, I'm like, you know, would you listen to this episode? He's like, yeah. I'm like, so yeah, so same. So when so, I, you know, I, I devoted an hour to this and yeah. check it out, so. Yeah, I think that that's, that's, it's, it's tough when you're, like, in a very niche position, right? Like, you're, like, even with us, like, yeah, we talk about punk rock stuff. Yeah, we talk about sometimes current events. Sometimes we do questions. But, you know, the overall aspect is mental health. And it's while it's more widely talked about, it's still not as like, you know, it's not as broad as like a fucking comedy podcast might be, right? Like, and the whole approach was like, we still want to be ourselves. We don't want to be clinical about anything because Mm -hmm. we don't want to, you know, like I'm fucking, I'm not the (laughs) the mental health guy, you know, other than just I talk to people. You know, (laughs) this guy's got the degree, but at the same time, like, this was our just like coffee shop therapy sessions yeah. that we we're like, all right, cool. Like let's, let's, let's fucking just record it. Um, <clears throat> but I think like a big thing, like a big thing that I, I like that you guys are doing is like, fuck it. Like we want to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. Right. Like there's no like, well, we should, maybe we shouldn't say this or maybe we shouldn't <laughs> do this or, you know, it's like, okay, this is our, this is us. This is our show. You can listen or you don't want to listen. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And, like, I think that, like, you know, when you talk about, like, people being, like, 
unattainable, right? In the beginning, it really feels like that. Like, especially like, like even now we're a year and some change in and it still feels like, fuck, we haven't even gone through our fucking like contact list to go, Hey, could you, you think yeah. you could jump on our, pu-? you know, like, and I, and there's still a part of me that's like scared to do that. Cause I'm like, what if they say no? Yeah. What if they say yes? Like, you know, and, and just through like, like we've sat down and talked about it off camera and like the amount of weird connections that we have to people that we'd like to have on the show are like, Oh, Oh we, yeah. Weird. We could probably make that happen. Mm. But it's also like still the concern of like, Oh, well fuck. Like, are we ready? Are we ready to do that? Are we ready to make this move? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> O'Brien, like, he, you know, he has a lot of like, like those weird connections, you yeah. know, um, like, um, you know, we had, um, Gil from light to sky who hmm. was, they were, for the at the time were really big in like the San Gabriel Valley and everything um like it's like all right cool and then he was talking about somebody else like I'll I'll tell you guys after but it's like Mm. like because this guy got I'll tell you guys after but like (laughs) (laughs) like you know it's it's uh there's a chance we can get him on you know and like it'll like it, it involves like my world and you know like coming from streaming to, you know, the things O'Brien did with him in the past, you know, mm-hmm. recording shows and stuff. And yeah, I think it's more of like, what if they say yes? Like, that's what I'm yeah. afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I think also too, once you do it enough, you kind of get a, kind of get a rhythm and like what your voice is and stuff. Like uh, being just completely honest, like I think for myself, I'm, I'm just now like in the last week or two, even getting to the point where I, f- I would feel comfortable if we got one of these names to come in that I'd feel comfortable enough to ask them the questions I want to ask them as opposed to yeah. just being like, I don't know. Like, like you don't want to piss anybody off. You don't want to make them mad at you. Yeah. You don't want to. Yeah, that know. cookie cutter interview type yeah. thing, you know, like, all right, did an hour. Cool. Thank you for stopping by, you know? And I, I think another thing too, is that like, you know, we, we genuinely, like hang out with our friends it's yeah. like you know like we we didn't know each other before we fucking started like talking shit to each other <laughs> on the internet and then we find these connections you know but like it just just the the community that comes with it it's kind of like rad you know yeah. like we could just be like oh cool fucking talk to people about this shit yeah so i listen to you guys like like i said i've always I, t- I told mike this i'm like i cannot do your podcast because i'm just gonna fangirl out because i've been a, a fan of mbr for i don't know how long you know i told my buddy like dude like i'm gonna be doing this podcast. he's like i hate you you know <laughs> um but um you know like i started listening to you guys because of raw you know? yeah and uh you know when you guys had raw on i'm like oh shit and like mental health was always a big thing for me in the streaming side too like um you know, I was a I was a Twitch streamer for a couple of years. Like after I found out, I, like I was diagnosed with depression. Like I'm like I was a stay at home dad at the time, um, because you know my father in law who was going to be a babysitter had to have back surgery, mm. and uh, I had just finished school. I went to UTI for collision repair, oh. so I was going to be like an estimator, or that that was the end goal. And mm. um, you know they asked me. We had just moved out here to the IE. And they're like, can you just give it like a year or two? And it's like, all right, yeah, whatever. So I was watching my daughter full time. My wife went back to work. And like, I need to do something. You know, that's when like things started really getting bad. And and I found like that outlet, like watching Twitch streamers. I'm like, dude, like this is fun, you know? 
I can escape for like an hour or two, you know, while my daughter's napping. And, and I'm like, why can't I do that? So I started streaming. Um, took one of those boxing checks, you know, because they would just 1099 <laughs> me, you know, yeah. like it's a couple thousand dollars and bought a computer, bought all this this gear and stuff. And then um, I was fortunate enough to to get on a, a YouTube video. Um, this guy, his name's Bitwit on YouTube. Check him out. Like really cool guy. Um, he pit my rig basically. So he took my computer. Oh, sick. Okay. And uh, like pit pit my rig basically, just gave me all brand new parts. Ah, cool. But um, you know, he had mentioned like the, the depression and stuff, and um, I, I meant to bring you the book. Like he had a buddy who he went to high school with, who's a doctor now. Like wrote a book. It's like uh, what is it, like fuck my depression or something or like fuck my anxiety like really good books mm -hmm. who sent me the books but i'm like all right i got this platform now i'm on this video that has like two million views my twitch channel is like up to fourteen thousand followers now you know it's like that's for sick so but it was all focused on like mental health you know because people would come in and be like oh you know just work out you'll be fine it's like no it's not that simple yeah that's mm -hmm. it's definitely part of it but yeah, it's not the whole yeah. thing i was like i, I was skinny once and you know still just as sad yeah <laughs> like um you know and then just dealing with like the internet trolls and stuff too is like like that's why like when i first started listening to this i'm like yeah this is i could get behind normalizing checking in on the homies you know oh yeah that's sick man so my god is my god is first troll i don't know if you saw that like did i yeah what happened i said it's it's air max are overrated <laughs> air... oh fucking dare you uh i got some, got some air maxes right here Mm. Yeah. Well, dude, we appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, like it's Sorry. a. <clears throat> My wife's texting me pictures of the boys, so dude, take those, man. You gladly take those. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, man, this was sick, dude. I'm, I'm, you know, as as much as we wanted to just shit on each other for our Taco Bell Del Taco War, <laughs> like I'm, I'm stoked we got to have like some real conversations on here. Mm. Um. And you live so close, dude. We gotta fucking yeah, we'll hang out, hang man. Out, dude, I got power take. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're definitely watch out for that new podcast, dude. Dude, baseball season started, dude. Dodgers baseball. Their angel and Dodger perspectives. Yeah, under one roof. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. It's gonna be a good year for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Del Taco's still better than Taco Bell. <laughs> I meant to bring them in, dude. For <laughs> well, we, we, before we end and, and and you know what since you're the guest we uh we'll, i'll let you write out on on something like that uh so we have a question from our buddy chris he just asked uh he asked in and out or baker's burger in and out oh yeah in and out uh, yeah i like baker's baker's is good it's a little bit more expensive baker's <laughs> baker's is white del taco <laughs> <laughs> It's literally the, uh, yeah, it's yeah. the for America's first twin kitchen. What is it though? I feel like, I feel like there has to be some ties. I feel like they have to be owned by the same. Anyway. They're not. I don't think Baker's is owned by Jack in the Box, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last question is from our boy Ty and uh, Ty from Burner Saint. Um, he says, what is your favorite Del Taco item? Ooh. Oh, so this is putting you on the hot seat right now. So if you say something like the 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 Dell the double Dell or whatever, the Dell beef burrito, like <laughs> that's that's a that's a go to. It used to be like the number nine, where they give you a taco with it. But now they don't give you a taco. 
you know, uh, inflation and stuff. So, (laughs) (laughs) pretty much, like, I don't think I've ever had the burger from Del Taco. Really? Yeah. The Del Burger? I've never had the Del Burger. Dude. It's, um, uh, I've heard amazing things. Pretty good. It's it's a solid item. <laughs> I'll say that. But um, you know, like I'll go to Del Taco. It's de- depends on my mood. You know, I went there Thursday because you know you can go to Del Taco get three chicken tacos for two bucks. You know, like I, I don't I don't know anywhere else you can do that. Can, um, can I ask you a question? <laughs> can I like genuine honest question? Yeah. Um, since we've started this whole ba- like beef battle, do you feel weird going to Taco Bell? Or have you been since we started? Because I have not been to Del Taco I've, since we started this. I have been Taco Bell like the plague. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm like, I can't, I can't <laughs> be seen. All right. So like this beef, you know, like when, when it first started, we were going to go a lot deeper. Yeah. Like, like I was even going to film a sketch where it's like TMZ almost. And I was going to Photoshop like, like your guys' <laughs> face on celebrity bodies walking out of Doc, Taco Bell and stuff. I'm like, I I'm wish gonna, you had I'm done gonna, that. I'm gonna, Dude, I'm gonna say now, if I if I knew how to do that, I would have done. It. <laughs> like, like I was just gonna like destroy you guys. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like nah. Uh, like you know, uh, yeah. I, I I can't go to talk. I went to Taco Bell not too long ago, and I meant to bring them in. I forgot them in my truck. It was so bad. Taco Bell sent me three vouchers for a free item. Really? <laughs> well, we don't live far. So. <laughs> They're in my truck, so I'll, I'll grab them. So you guys can have them. But uh, given uh, like where I live, there's a Taco Bell to the left and Del Taco to the right. I live right off the 210. So nice. So you you know which Del Taco I'm talking about. <laughs> and um, yeah, dude. Uh, but to answer your question, it's probably like a Del Beef Burrito. Or some uh, some chili cheese fries, like deluxe chili cheddar fries, I should say. Mm-hmm. That fresh cheddar that's cut daily. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. The, uh, the superior cheese. Yeah. It's like Taco Bell cheese is so waxy. <laughs> and like, have you ever dropped a piece of cheese in your like Taco Bell cheese in your car, and then like three months later, it's like. Like it's probably still take good the- to go. <laughs> it's still good. It's I don't see good. The, I don't, I'm trying to find something wrong in that. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> there's there's definitely like this. Uh, the, like I I've driven by Dell a couple times where I'm just like I'm so hungry and I need to get something. But then like because I'm we're on this hill that we have to die. <laughs> I'm, I'm like nah, I can't do it. So mine I didn't have a choice. We we uh, I was taking my. I was taking my uh, my brother and his family to the airport. Uh, they were flying out to uh, Kentucky, but um, we there's a lot of, a lot of a lot of craziness that happened. They they their flight got delayed, so because it got delayed, they're gonna miss their next flight. So they had to find a different airport to go through. And in the meantime, we were like, well, we like the girls need to eat, and the closest thing the was, girls need to eat. You don't need to eat. I, but I needed to eat too. <laughs> And so they're like, well, let's just talk. There's a Del Taco Raptor Freeway, right in Corona. So I'm like, so we go, and I did. I did think about like holding off, but at the same time, I was like, if they find a flight, then that means I'm gonna have to be driving them to either L.A. or Anaheim, and then I'm stuck there by the time I turn. Anyway, so 
I went with what I always get, which is the Dell Burger. I gotta try it. Fair. I gotta try it. Fair. Dude, and you know, both of you guys being Angel fans, what's right across the street from Angel Stadium? Hooters. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's across the freeway. I'm talking 50 like wings, man. Yeah. Like right where the entrance is, it's facing the entrance. It's like it's meant to be. There's a Del Taco right there on that con- corner. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Know. What's that brewery? Oh, oh, Golden Road. Golden yeah. Road. Yeah. yeah, it's right next to that. Yeah, that's what I always see. Golden Road, nothing. And it's five dollar parking, I think, or, like, or ten dollar parking maybe in Golden Road. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. So. Yeah, we 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 uh we talked about some some ideas for the pods and sketches and stuff. Like, um, so we're gonna go to an Angel game. Take a Dodger fan to an Angel game. Yeah. <laughs> Take an Angel fan to Dodger game. I still think we should go to a uh, Meat Luck Cafe. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. I looked that up. Um, I'm I'm 100 percent down. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I I just haven't gone, but I watched that um, that Netflix episode on them, um, and then they talked about like you know like the inspiration behind Taco Bell and all this, and I was like, when he, when when he said that. Um, it confused me because I was thinking of something. There's a there's a place in, in uh, I want to say Fountain Valley or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's out there in Orange County somewhere, but they they got sued by Taco Bell because um, they said they had the original recipe for everything Taco Bell sells. Interesting. I, I gotta I gotta I gotta look that up. But yeah, like their logo was almost the same. And now it's in like some industrial park, mm-hmm. but like yeah, they were gonna get sued by Taco Bell. Some guy I used to work with told me the story for it. Wild, wild claim. Don't check that out too. <laughs> hey, we can do uh, food adventures, man. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. share, share the blind. <laughs> Just uh, O'Brien doesn't eat meat, so they'll have to get something else. But walking backline, <laughs> walking backline. Wait, Brian doesn't eat meat? No, he's a vegetarian. Vegan or vegetarian? Vegetarian. Okay. He'll eat cheese. Eggs? He's a bad... Yeah, he'll eat eggs. Like, um, I always say, like, the wildest stories, uh, like, we'll stop to get breakfast burritos. He's like, I'll have an egg breakfast burrito. I'm like, so just eggs and tortilla? Like, yeah. He's like, no, they'll put hash browns in it. <laughs> he's like, can you put ketchup inside of it? I'm like, What? <laughs> This is wild, dude. Who are you? Um, I so my my girlfriend is vegetarian, basically. She likes to say plant based, but she's vegetarian. Um, and I showed her this video. She was, and she, mind you, she's been sick. She's like, "You're stupid. Leave me alone." But it was like this. It was a dude that was on Rogan, and he was like, uh, "You want to talk about like, um, you know, killing animals and being a murderer." Talk to vegetarians, man. He's like, because you want tofu, those soybeans I grow? I'm killing every bird, every <laughs> squirrel, every snake, every animal that might get in there. And if I miss them, when I go through and I plow, I take out all those animals. That's why you see the, you know, the crows and the, you know, birds coming down. And he's like, and then that, that doesn't take them out. Monsanto, I'm killing everything in there. He's like, so you want to talk about murderers? Vegetarians. <laughs> and I was like, damn. And I so I showed her this video. She's like, you're stupid. <laughs> Just rolled over. <laughs> <clears throat> but I'm right. Yeah. So. Yeah, he, he said it's been like 20 years, I think. So 20 years and it hasn't broken. No. Hasn't broken veg once. No. He, he said it's more of a, like an animal thing than. Uh, That's fair. Like I get it. I mean, you know, I love that dude. He's 10 years sober too. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, he just yeah. got his uh, 10 year token, which is 
which was wild to see, you know, like actually holding it. Yeah. Seeing that, so. Yeah, he, he's a he's a really good dude. Glad I started a podcast with him, you know. So that's sick. I'm glad you guys were able to get that off the ground too. Like uh, all the pieces just kind of all fell into place for uh, you. Man, I'm telling you, like the minute he said yes, I'm ordering everything. You know, <laughs> that, was, that was Mike. And, and, uh, I'm like, because he didn't want to do it at all either. He's like, nah. like I hate the sound of my own voice. I'm like, yeah, me too. Yeah, everybody does. Yeah, um, no. he's like. He's like, I don't know if you noticed, but like my Instagram, all my videos don't have me speaking. I'm like, we're going to change that. Guess so. what, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, it's a video podcast, too. So it's like, damn it. <clears throat> but yeah, no, dude, it's been working out. It's been fun. You know, you know, getting to know you guys, too, like the messages and stuff. And just, you know, we grow, everybody grows type of thing. Yeah, man. You know, that's that's what I'm all about. It's like just raising tide raises all ships. Yep. Or what? Yeah, oh, some uh, not good with quotes. So. Well, let's get some uh, Taco Bell. Let's get some Taco Bell. And get, <laughs> and call it <laughs> night. <clears throat> no, uh, but you know, uh, thank you guys for checking or checking in on us, tuning in to us. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm cold. I'm the only one here not wearing long sleeves. That's why I've been like this the whole episode. Um, dude, I'm only wearing a windbreak because of Mike right here. Dude, dude you guys, you guys <laughs> doing a sports show with just like black windbreakers and different color hats, like yeah. Oh, dude, I'll, I'll rock my my angel hat. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for checking in. We love you guys. Uh, at Walking Blind Pod at gmail.com if you have questions or you want to talk about the show. At Walking Blind Pod, pretty much everywhere, even on TikTok. Uh, check out the shorts. Check out the YouTube channel. Make sure you guys check out uh, Share the Backline. It's just at Share the Backline. Share the black Backline. Share the Backline. Both yeah. of us will respond yeah. to anything. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, except for Twitter. It's, uh, oh, yeah, we don't do Twitter. It's, yeah. uh, we have one. But. It, it, at Share the Backline without the E cut from the team. So <laughs> yeah, I guess Share the Backline is like one character too long. So it's like Share the Backline. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, you want to plug your personals? Yeah, Beardly Andrew, but really, it's like I'm I'm always on the share the backline. It it's all consuming, dude. Yeah, it just takes over. Yeah. I try and stay away. Mostly, it's him. We just got a we just got a mice or MySpace. <laughs> I wish. Are we gonna be in your top eight? <laughs> uh, we just got a a website that I'm working on too. It's like, you know, so I got like Andrew at sharethebackline.com and Ooh, oh, right. you paid for the extra email upgrade yeah man wow. unfortunately so. <laughs> that's always a hard run for me i'm like oh it's such a cool email to have <laughs> but it's also this much a year seven seven dollars <laughs> more and we, just, and we just paid for a p.o box <laughs> yeah yeah that's a, that's a good thing it's like uh, since he lives up in the mountains he has to have a p.o box because they won't deliver mail to him oh so, yeah uh, sick that was already taken care of. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm always on Instagram. He does all the driving. I just usually sleep in the truck. Nice. So, yeah, man. Well, thanks right, for having well, me, guys. Yeah, yeah man. Thanks for being here. We love you guys. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.